You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the first day of March, everybody. Second day of the Combine. We'll hear from Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell today. It's Locked On Lions on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day on this Tuesday, March 1st. Into Wednesday, March 2nd, Matt Derry with you. What's going on, everybody? Hope you're doing well and uh, having a good day here on a Tuesday. Brad Holmes spoke today. Dan Campbell talked today. But the man that stole the show, you'll hear some quotes from coming up momentarily here on Locked on Lions. Also coming up, Holmes on the NFL Network's Good Morning Football today with Peter Schrager. The entire interview is about seven minutes long. We're going to play that for you. I'll respond to that, react to that Lions general manager. Really at his first combine, remember last year the combine was all virtual. Uh, This year, everybody in Indianapolis for the combine. Workouts starting in a couple of days, but they're interviewing players, getting measurements, etc. And we'll get into that. Mel Kuyper Jr. had his... ESPN Mock Draft 2.0 today. He's got the Lions getting an edge rusher. He's got the Lions getting a quarterback in the first round with the picks 2 and 32. We'll tell you about that also on the show today. Follow us on Twitter, please, at Derry Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks, at Locked On Lions on Twitter, and also on Facebook, the Matt Derry Facebook fan page. We appreciate you making us your first listen each and every day. It's a big day for the NFL today. That's because the dummies that run Major League Baseball have canceled the first two series of the regular season um, as the players continue to be locked out and the owners and the players cannot come to an agreement on a new collective bargaining agreement. It's it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Rob Manfred today, the commissioner of, the, of Major League Baseball, was spotted swinging a golf club and practicing on the day that was like drop-dead day to cancel opening day. The guy's a total buffoon. He's a clown. And you know what? You guys don't. You're listening to Locked on Lions. This is about football. You don't care about baseball. So let's move on. Um, All right, so both Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell hit the podium today uh, to meet the media. Earlier today, Holmes, the Lions general manager, was on the air with uh, Good Morning Football and the NFL Network's Peter Schrager. A couple of things. Number one, I'm going to play you that interview. A couple of things that were not touched on in the interview that I want to get to first. Number one, Holmes was asked about Trey Flowers. What is his future with the team? Holmes said they're keeping an open dialogue with Trey's camp as they are with all of their players facing free agency or contract decisions. Now, any other general manager, and this is what I like about Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell, they are both very, very transparent. They don't lie. They answer questions. What could have been said today was, hey, Brad, uh, what do you think of uh, Trey Flowers? Is he going to be back this year? He's under contract. I don't see why not. He's under contract. Like that, that's what he could have said. That's what Matt Patricia or Bob Quinn would have done. That's actually what Jim Caldwell would have said. No offense to the Reverend Jim Caldwell. But here's Brad Holmes saying, hey, keep an open dialogue with him. He is under contract, but there's a decision to be made, and they could be saving about $11 million of salary cap space if they let go of a player who, quite honestly, is overpaid and doesn't produce. I'm all for uh, Trey Flowers being released. That's number one. As far as the franchise tag go, goes, Brad Holmes says they have not gotten to any of those discussions yet 
about who to use the franchise tag on or if they are going to uh, do anything of that nature. Also today, Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell have elevated Kelvin Shepard from uh, outside linebacker coach to inside linebacker coach, very popular in the room. David Correo, who's been on the staff for a few years, will now become the outside linebacker's uh, coach. And Tanner Engstrand has been, bumped up, uh, has been bumped up from assistant tight ends coach to tight ends coach as Ben Johnson uh, is now the new offensive coordinator. You follow all that? Good. There will be a quiz later. Here's Brad Holmes on NFL Network earlier today on Good Morning Football. Welcome back to Good Morning Football. I'm Peter Schrager. I'm in Indianapolis. This gentleman right here is the general manager of the Detroit Lions. He's entering his second offseason with that title. Mr. Brad Holmes, welcome to Good Morning Football. Thanks for having me. Love Good having to be back you here. here in Indy, man. Isn't it? Uh, you had a combine last year, but it wasn't a combine. It was more of a, let's meet these players on FaceTime, let's meet these guys and watch the tape. What's the difference of being here in person your first year as a GM to do the combine and actually have your feet on the ground? It feels great. You know, it's a, it was a little bit of nostalgia coming back and, you know, making that drive down and, and being in boots on the ground here in Indy and you see the prospects, you know, walking around and it's like, man, we really did miss this that we didn't have this last year. And then, you know, our staff being able to really communicate with the players and uh, get the workout started. But it's good to be back here. You guys won three of your last five games. There's a lot of positivity coming out of Detroit. You've got the number two pick, the number 32 pick as the Rams pick, and then the number 34 pick. As you approach the combine, where are you guys as far as the draft goes? And is this where things start happening, or are you guys already done a lot of the work? Yeah, well, we're in a much better place now than we were, you know, let's say at this point a year ago. But I will say um, it's very, very exciting. Now, I will say there's a lot of smoke around right now. Like, it's still, like, we gained a little bit of clarity with the Senior Bowl. Um, Hopefully we're not selected to coach the Senior Bowl again. But, you know, but like you said, the season ended off on a good note. Uh, Winning three games is not good enough still. You know, we want to be better. But we got some clarity at the Senior Bowl. We'll get more clarity, more questions answered this week here at the Combine. And, you know, as the process goes along, you know, that smoke starts to clear out a little more. But you got to just tackle each each phase of the process and get clarity. There's obviously needs on the roster. Um, As you get into this, you look at this draft class, quarterback may not necessarily be running back, but offensive line, edge guys, defensive players, you look at the Detroit Lions needs, that kind of hits a lot of boxes. Is this a good draft for the Lions to have the number two pick? Oh, I think it's a great draft in general just because of all the draft capital that we have, just like you mentioned with the three picks in the top 50. Uh, But, you know, Peter, we have a lot of work to do. Like, like we, we, we have a lot of work that is still left, and, you know, that's what Dan and I's belief are. That's what we know. We have a good plan in place, but, you know, you know, having the second pick, having the 32nd pick, you know, we have areas of, of we have question marks yeah. a lot over our roster, so um, there's a lot of different areas that we can go, a lot of different directions we can go, but we're excited to have the second overall pick and uh, two picks in the first round, and uh, we're going to make the most of them. It's awesome, and in addition to the draft, free agencies right around the corner what would be your pitch as the general manager of the Detroit Lions 
to a free agent looking for a new place to play. And, okay, the Lions haven't won many games the last few years, but what does the Detroit Lions franchise offer a free agent who's deciding between maybe Detroit and another destination? Well, look, we Dan and I had a plan in place from the get-go, and, you know, uh, we took some lumps early on, but as you said, you know, you start to see that plan really come clear at the end part of the season. And what we can definitely offer is an outstanding culture. We have a culture of collaboration, communication, we're all about grit. We have a multi-year plan in place, and um, and we just have an outstanding head coach. You know, Dan is special. We got great leadership from the top, and, uh, you know, I tell everybody, you know, look, um, if you want to be a part of this, you know, hey, good luck, because it's going to be a fun ride. Yeah. We're going to get this thing going. Yeah, and there's an opportunity, right? I mean, Absolutely. that's what I look at it as. You guys had so many undrafted players and young rookies making impact plays in December. I was, I, I, you got to think, if you're a young free agent entering your second contract, Detroit's a good place to get that chance. Absolutely. You know, Dan and I talked about it a lot last year about, you know, when we brought guys in and we're like, well, if you want an opportunity to play, you know, we're going to give anybody any opportunity to play. I don't care where you're coming from. I don't care where you're drafted at, you know, how much money you're making, you know, undrafted free agents. And, and those guys and our coaches, you know, they have a passion to develop. And, you know, they're, they're, they're true teachers. It's a phenomenal staff. And it's just a great place to play. So uh, we're going to have this build going and it's going to get better and better. All right. Let's talk about, about you for a moment and Dan Campbell because you get the job last year and the Lions interview a ton of candidates and there's guys that we knew the names that were batted around, whether it be Robert Sala or Arthur Smith, whoever it is, you hired Dan Campbell, who didn't have any other interviews and who, I'm not mistaken, you didn't have a prior relationship with. How has that come together? And now, I guess 12 months removed, maybe 13 months removed, where are you and Dan Campbell at from going to not knowing each other to now building the Detroit Lions back up from the ashes? You know, Dan is special. He, he's special as a head coach. He's special as a human being. Uh, he has elite traits. Just um, What I think about Dan Campbell is, he has amazing insight and he has amazing foresight. And, you know, he has these leadership abilities that, that people just believe. And he's one of those guys that just makes anybody just feel better about themselves. And um, But we're so like-minded. We're cut from the same cloth. We see things a lot alike um, from a football perspective, from a life perspective. Uh, we're friends first. You know, that's my brother. And um, and we have a great working relationship you know, on top of that. So it makes the work easy. But, you know, we have a plan. We're aligned in our plan. And we've just been sticking to it. So uh, we're right on place where we're supposed to be at. And um, the future's looking bright right now. Now, prior to your time in Detroit, you spent many years with the Los Angeles Rams organization. Where were you during Super Bowl and what kind of emotions were running after you seeing several of the players that not only that you scouted, but I know banged on the table for to be drafted, hoisting Lombardi trophies and getting those rings. How does that feel for you, knowing that you were the voice in the room, maybe advocating for some of those players? Yeah, well, you know, uh, well, I was at home watching it with my family, and uh, you know, it was it was inspiring. It was inspiring to see um, because knowing all those guys, knowing the leadership, have so much respect and admiration for Les Need and Sean McVay and, and and Kevin and Tony, and they have great leadership in place, and, and, and their, their success is not a surprise. Um, but you know, sending like a bunch of congratulatory texts to all the guys back there, say I'm so happy for you guys, and to get the responses of saying, hey, look, man. And you were part of this, yeah. you know, you were part of this. And, you know, they didn't have to say that, but that was really cool for them to say. And, you know, it, it makes you feel good. But it was inspiring because, you know, being a part of that build and being a part of that process inspires us to go out and, and do it ourselves. I love seeing it. I think Lions fans at home are excited to see, hey, this is someone who helped build that Los Angeles Rams franchise. And now we've got him running ours. 
our last question, and I, I like to do this with the GMs, as we head towards the draft and as we head towards free agency, your message to the Lions fans about what they should be expecting and why they should be optimistic about the future of this franchise. Well, you definitely should be optimistic because, you know, whoever we end up acquiring or selecting, whether free agency or through the draft, man, it's going to be someone that the city is going to be proud of. It's going to be someone that the fan base is going to be proud of. Um, again, what our culture is is about collaboration, communication, grit, perseverance, and that's really the city of Detroit, and that's what our fan base is all about. So uh, whoever we acquire, they'll definitely be fan. They'll, they'll, they'll definitely be proud of, and uh, we want to do it for the fans. And you Michigan fans, calm down. Let him make his decision. Decision, okay, we understand number 97 is a good player. Let him make his decision. Let them do the process, and then we can discuss it before we get into this whole go blue thing. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. We're not allowed to talk about that yet. Uh, Brad Holmes, thank you so much for joining. Good morning, football. It's a pleasure. This is awesome. Thank you for having me. All right, that audio courtesy of Good Morning Football on NFL Network, Brad Holmes. Uh, let's discuss some of that coming up next. First, though, I want to tell you about our friends at Bet Online. Football season's done, but we got basketball in full steam, hockey as well. No baseball, but if you want to be betting on hoops tonight, Michigan, Michigan State, go to betonline.net. They'll have the spread, they'll tell you who's favored. Um, big game for both teams. It's in Ann Arbor. You want to bet on the game? Do so at betonline.net as your number one spot for all your sports betting needs. They got everything odds, totals, player performance props, to even where the next fired coach is going to land. You could do that at Bet Online. It remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. Not just hoops, like I said, hockey, boxing, UFC, all the odds, everything you need is right there at betonline.net. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. Bet online, it's where the game starts. All right, so Brad Holmes, Holmes on Holmes spoke. Here's a couple of takeaways from that conversation uh, with Peter Schrager from Good Morning Football. Uh, number one, he didn't tip his hand on anything, like who he's going to draft at number two. He didn't talk about any needs. I like how Peter Schrager says offensive line is a need. Uh, no, Pete. Uh, it's not. That's the biggest non-need the Lions have. So that wasn't good. But Brad Holmes kept repeating something. He kept talking about culture, and he just raves about Dan Campbell. And when I watched that interview this morning, and I was listening to it again here on the show as we're playing it, you know, Dan Campbell had his ups and downs as a head coach. You'd figure a first-year head coach that went for it more than any coach on fourth down this year, broken record. Um, made some questionable decisions. Um, the offense took giant steps back uh, toward the uh, middle of the season. Uh, he, he, he ran Anthony Lynn basically out of town, took over play calling. Yes, things got a little better at the end of the year as they won three of their last five. But all in all, the jury is still out on Dan Campbell. Now, there's no pressure on him to win this year either. He's got a six-year deal. But as Brad Holmes kept stating, and I can't, can't harp on this enough. The Lions' culture has been fixed. Does it mean they're going to win football games? It's going to translate into dubs? I hope so. But boy, listening to Holmes talk about Dan Campbell, how powerful his messaging is, and how powerful he is in the locker room with players, and how we're collaborating together, and how we, you know, we're, we're a team of grit, and guys want to come to Detroit, and, and, and they're going to be a part of something special. You never hear you hear that all the time with the Lions, going back to even one of the most successful coaches and Wayne Fonts. We got something special here, and it never worked out. 
Holmes and Campbell seem to be aligned, and a lot of the BS in the background appears to be gone. The only BS that's out there is Rod Wood, Calvin Johnson, and some other stuff that is fringy. And fans booing Sheila on Calvin Johnson Day, which is a giant mistake by the Lions to even put her on the microphone. But when it comes to the product on the field, all right, it seems that the Lions have a plan. Holmes said so. They got a good staff. The whole staff is coming back next year, except Anthony Lynn, who wasn't even really, really a member of the staff toward the end of the season anyway. But my biggest concern is a quarterback. We can talk about Dan Campbell. We can talk about Brad Holmes. We can talk about young players coming up. Oh, you know, Brad, all these UDFAs are playing. Jerry Jacobs and all these guys. Yay, Brad, great job. He did do a good job. But you know what? You don't win in this league unless you got a quarterback. That's my teammate. That's my quarterback. you got to have a quarterback. And I don't think the Lions... I just don't think they have the guy. They got a decent guy, and he got better toward the end of the year. And I think he and, and Anthony Lynn butted heads, so Dan Campbell took over, and golf got better. But he's not the guy. You know? And that still is a big question. And it leads me to my next point, and it was something that was brought up by Ben Johnson today, the Lions' offensive coordinator who sort of tipped his hand as to what this team needs. Ben Johnson said it today. This team needs a vertical threat to take the next step. Today at the scouting combine, the Lions' new offensive coordinator, quote, we feel like we attack the middle of the field really well. The more we can expand both vertically and horizontally outside the numbers and deep down the field, That's going to make those guys on the inside that much more dangerous. Sure. Swift out of the backfield. Hawkinson over the middle. Amon Ross St. Brown. Right? But Johnson kept going. I think it comes in a number of shapes and forms, but I think the definition of it really is a guy who can consistently win one-on-one, whether that's a big guy with a lot of strength and size or whether that's a guy with elite quickness or speed. I think it comes in a number of different ways, but that's what we're looking for. Someone outside the numbers, predominantly, who can win a one-on-one, and if he's good at his job, dictates coverage. They recognize where he's at at all times and start rolling his way, which will open us up for the run game and everything else inside that's really what we want. End quote. Ben Johnson openly calling for something that Antoine Randall, his receivers coach, said weeks ago. We need a vertical threat. So we're going to talk about Mel Kuyper's mock draft, which doesn't have the Lions addressing that in the first two picks. Remember, free agent receivers, Allen Robinson, I talked about it last week, Mike Williams, Chris Godwin, Devontae Adams. Then in the draft, Traylon Burks, Drake London, who I don't think will be there for the Lions at 32. Me, me, me at the London. Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Jahan Dotson, Jamison Williams. I wouldn't have an issue with the Lions taking one of those guys at 32. You got your freaking offensive uh, receivers coach, your your wide receivers coach, Antoine Randall, openly saying weeks ago, we need like two or three more receivers. You got Ben Johnson today saying it. We need a vertical threat. 
They're not saying, well, we need some more running uh, power running game. We need an offensive lineman. How about a running back? No. No one's even saying we need a quarterback. But they're all saying vertical threat, vertical threat, vertical threat, big receiver. Because right now the Lions have Amon Ross St. Brown and the Litke brothers. You know, Valenny and Rico <laughs> at receiver. Josh Reynolds, Quintez Cephas. I mean, decent bit players, but no, stud on the outside. And the Lions might have to use pick 32 on that. They might have to. But interesting comments, certainly, from Ben Johnson. I'm going to save something for tomorrow uh, that Dan Campbell said today. I want to use it tomorrow. I'm going to save it for tomorrow. I'm going to do a little read, tell you about Rock Auto, and then we're going to talk about Mel Kuyper Jr.'s mock draft 2.0. This episode of Locked on Lions is brought to you by Rock Auto. Listen, I'm going off script here for a second. Why go to an auto parts store and walk around all right, the guy in the in the in the in the lot in the line with you, or down the aisle with you, he's he's sneezing, he's wiping his nose. Ugh, gross. Right? Why don't you go to RockAuto.com and order what you need for a cheaper price right there at home and have it delivered right to your door, and avoid having to go to the store. Save time, save money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend thirty percent, fifty percent, even one hundred percent more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Go to rockauto.com. For example, Honda Odyssey fuel pump is $350 from a chain store. You know how much it is at Rock Auto? $200. $200! Family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto's price is reliably low for every customer. Go to the website, rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car, truck, and write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. All right, folks, here we go. Mel Kuyper Jr., Mock Draft 2.0. First one was Aiden Hutchinson at 2, Sam Howell at 28. Obviously now that was a while ago, and the Lions will be picking 32. Aiden Hutchinson again goes number two in Mel Kuyper's mock draft with Evan Neal going number one to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Leaving Hutchinson, the big pass rusher, wreck game wrecker out of Michigan, going to the Lions at two. What about at 32? Well, at number 20, Mel Kuyper Jr. has Malik Willis at number 20. He's drafted and out of there and taken by Pittsburgh at 20. The next quarterback on the board with um, uh, Kenny Pickett off the board also. I can't remember where Pickett went in this draft. I'll look. But the third best quarterback, according to Kuyper, is Matt Corral, and that's who the Lions take at 32, according to Kuyper. Here's what he wrote, quote, Let's end this mock draft with another quarterback because I'm not convinced Jared Goff will be Detroit's long-term signal caller. Corral could be, though, and in this scenario, he could get time to learn behind Goff in 2022 when the Lions almost certainly won't be contending in the NFC North. Yes, they have several needs, but if they get a quarterback with a fifth-year option, 
they could continue the positive momentum of their rebuild. Corral took a step forward in 2021, throwing 20 touchdown passes and just five picks. He's a dual-threat quarterback who can beat teams with his legs, but he ran an RPO-centric offense at Ole Miss, and he's going to need to learn how to adapt in the NFL. He can spin the football, though. Corral won't work out for NFL teams at the Combine, which means all eyes will be on his pro day in late March, end quote. Now, again, fifth-year option is important if you take him in the first round as opposed to at 34. Uh, Jacksonville, we know at 33, isn't going to take a quarterback after Trevor Lawrence. But again, um, the Lions will pick at 34. So the question is, if they take Corral or a quarterback at 32, they get a fifth-year option with that first-round pick. Um, I still think the Lions are going to take a receiver at 32, based on what we heard today. Um, but Kuiper has a corral going ahead of Sam Howell this time. Um, corral is coming off an injury, did not play in the Senior Bowl. Howell did. I don't know if there's something that Kuiper saw at the Senior Bowl that he didn't like when it comes to um, Sam Howell. But regardless, that's where he's going. Am I a big Matt Corral fan? I am not. I liked him in college. I know there's some people on Twitter that have hit me up and told you got to they got to take Matt Corral, but that system that he was in at Ole Miss is so much different than the NFL. It was a lot of RPO. It was a lot of running. Can Matt Corral on a third and eight at the NFL level get out of the shotgun, take five or seven steps back, and rifle it somewhere? That Lane Kiffin system was like fast break football, and I'm concerned as well about Matt Corral's size and that he's not going to be working out at the combine. Do I think they need a quarterback and somebody that can use his legs and maybe they could utilize that in a package similar to Malik Willis like I've been talking about? Yes. But I'm not that huge of a Corral fan. Although I'm not that big of a Howell fan, I'm not that big of a fan of any of these people. So we'll see. All right, I'm going to save the Dan Campbell uh, audio for tomorrow. There's something that he said that doesn't jibe with um, something the Lions want to do. Save that for tomorrow. Thanks for making us your first listen on this Tuesday edition of Lockdown Lions right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. See you.